we welcome you across space and time into our section of the universe into the captain's quadrant where i joe dove and my array of wonderful guests bring you all things star trek and in this iteration we are talking about star trek picard we have a very special guest this week we have <laughs> lieutenant commander ray Yay! we are super excited to have you in the captain's quadrant with us this week and of course we have the ever uh, ever present and super professional producer of the Captain's Shaw Appreciation Club, VHSJs. We have our Klingon warrior queen, Nita Flores, and of course the president of the Captain Shaw fan club, if somebody had to one up the other, uh, Jason Roy Gaston. We are all here ready to dive in to Picard, season three, episode two. You know, the funny thing is, I had no idea what VHS Jace's uh, subtitle was <laughs> no, going to be before no I logged in. We I thought you guys talked We didn't oh, coordinate you? nothing. This is just showing how derivative my humor is. <laughs> and it's showing that Mon is the same. <laughs> All right. Let's for life. Let's look at, look at that synopsis. All right. Season three, episode two, Disengage. Aided by Seven of Nine, the crew of the USS Titan, Picard makes a shocking discovery that will alter his life forever and puts him on a collision course with the most cunning enemy he's ever encountered. Meanwhile, Rafi races to track a catastrophic weapon and collides with a familiar ally. Dun, dun, dun. All right. Yes. That's great. Hey, Joe, before you throw to the next segment, can I talk about a really exciting segment we've got coming up? And I yes. and I need to let the live audience know about it. Later on, we'll be doing that Name That Trekisode segment. But guess what, guys? If you're watching live, you will be able to join in, if you like, and win a prize. So let me just go over this quickly. So basically, here's your chance to win. If you are watching live, just put an oi in the chat. Think about Aussie <laughs> Jason. Oi! With a bit of luck, you will be chosen and will be assigned to a guest who will play on your behalf. So if the guest wins, you win. And then Captain Jove will send a winner, the winner a prize from our merch store. Yeah. So if you want to be in part and of the show and, and maybe win a prize, put an oi in that chat, guys. There you go. Fantastic. And while we're doing all the fun things that are connected to the show, be sure you subscribe and like the video. We'd appreciate it. And it helps our wonderful algorithm cue masters. All right. Let us head into First Contact. Thanks. Still doesn't get old. <laughs> plan that thing for a year now. Yeah. It's, it's the kind of joke that just lingers and lingers <laughs> and lingers. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. All right. Lieutenant Commander Ray, start us off. What is your first contact with this episode? Um, my initial reaction to this episode. Um, I thought it was good. I thought it was fine. I, I, I don't want to be too lukewarm. I feel like I'm maybe in the minority about my feelings about the show, the series so far. So I feel like I'm holding my breath, kind of waiting for the the, the episodes to build. But so far, I, we've had two good episodes, I would say. Mm. Yeah, true, true. All right, Jason Roy Gaston, let's hear it. I I'm a little bit more warm than lukewarm on this one. Uh, I I loved 
every minute of it. I think the show is masterfully building tension and suspense right now. And I really, really hope it lasts. Um, Captain, I knew I was going to forget her name. Captain Varick? 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 Varick. Such a great character so far. She owned every single scene she was in. And considering she was playing opposite of Sir Patrick Stewart, by gosh, she did an amazing job. Just for that. That's it. That's I it. loved it. I'll, I'll explain more later. I loved it. All right, VHS Chase. Yeah, I'm. I I well, well, I watched it the first time. Absolutely loved it. There are a couple of things, slight little things that bugged me about the episode, but yeah, Amanda Plummer playing Captain Vatic. The fact is, she's so into it. She's having so much fun being yeah, so evil, and I kind of like that out of the villain. Um, the rest of it was good. I agree. They are building tension. They are building towards something. I don't know why we had to wait to the end of the episode, perhaps to get to the whole reveal that everybody knew yeah. what it was last week. Obvious, yeah. Um, but yeah, besides that, yeah, it's too short. That's my biggest complaint. Yeah, it was shorter than. It felt like, like hey man, give me another hour at least. Yeah. <laughs> like, but so, nah, nah, Jack Crusher, not so sure, but it is building to something bigger. There is no doubt. Yeah, that's pros and cons, for sure. Uh, all right. Klingon warrior Anita Flores. Let's Ooh, hear. Okay, I love this episode. Um, they definitely have good momentum going on between this episode and the first one. They are really doing good. Um, I think Vatic. Oh, she is going to be one of my top five villains. Okay, she is absolutely phenomenal at this part. Um, I love how they brought Worf in. Oh. Yes, Worf, my man. Just fighting, perfect, perfect, okay? And as far as the reveal, I have have a few questions that I will ask later about this reveal. I'm not completely convinced about this reveal. All right, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Uh, For me, I thought it was a great episode. It's We're bringing the band back together in a proper way. I think that the built the return of our favorite, well, my favorite uh, TNG character in a proper way. And I still feel that there's threads of conclusion in the mysteries that they put it up in front of us. So that being said, let us continue on into pros and cons. We don't want to throw to the uh, comments today. Uh, Oh, we have comments. Yeah. Let's see. Um, Our comments. uh, We have one. We have comments? Uh, no comments. We got Cosmic Mom saying hello to Hi us. Hi, guys. We got Rowdy saying hello. Hi, Rowdy. Rowdy. Hey, Rowdy, comment That's boy. mostly directed at me. Oh. <laughs> yeah, clearly. 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 Yeah. Clearly. clearly not. <laughs> me. Hello. Um, and yes. Oh, and we've got Beth. Beth. All right. Um, so they're coming in now. Here they come. That's right. <laughs> so remember, guys, on the comment section, type oi like Cosmic Mom did, and I will assign you to a host. And when we have our Trekasoid episode happy. reveal, if they if we win, you win a prize. I don't know why. I'm I thought whenever you that. said a host, you were going to say a holes. Like, we'll assign you to one of these a really? holes. Really? Either works, though, doesn't it? She could have said host or a holes. I mean, that's a title that I own proudly. Yeah. Uh, we have a guest. 
Hello. <laughs> Don't worry about I'm it. I'm sorry. I'm I, you know, Are you sometimes kidding? I got to put them on punishment. <laughs> I'm all on the brig because none of them know how to act right. You're uh -huh. agonizer, Mr. Gaston. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let us hop into pros and cons. I'm just so excited. And sometimes it may be good. Sometimes it may be shit. And that's why I'm excited to get the pros and cons. I, I love that, that clip. Every time like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> who, who makes that stuff, Jesus. I don't know, but I heard he's a, a cool fellow. Let me tell you. <laughs> you know, Ray's going to log off any minute now. And I'm <laughs> not, I'm She's going to tell everyone, don't watch. <laughs> All right. Um, Nita, let's start with you. What were your pros and cons? I know one of your pros is Worf, so. Oh, uh, hello. Yeah, let the cat out of the bag on that one. Love my favorite Klingon He's back looking fierce, looking fine, because Black don't crack. Oh, girl, mm -hmm. he's so good looking. Worf may be Ooh. a terrible father, but he's a fine daddy. <laughs> yeah, boy. Oh. Not I don't think he was a no. terrible father. I disagree, but that's for another show. Really? really? Yeah. He was still good. Yeah. He, he really bad. was. I think, I think that... He became a father in a matter of what five minutes. Had no idea what he was doing. But it do could be any debatable. of us know what we're doing, though. Yeah, none it's of us do. You know what I didn't do? I didn't send my kids to go live with their grandparents millions of light years yeah. away. Yeah. Listen, you had poor. to feed them and clothe them. <laughs> it replicators. It's that too hard to now. feed you, Alexander. <laughs> All you have to do is hit the button. All right, it's too hard. <laughs> I love war. If I stand by war. But right. I thought he was fantastic the way he came in, right? That was a Worf moment, you know? And that revealed that he was really her handler. Oh, I'm loving that moment between them. He just scooped her right up. The oh, come and no rescue one, no that one you want. That's, that's the rescue I want. Like, I want to faint right now and see if he comes and picks me up, right? I, I This is what I, I want, it. okay? I yeah. Um, oh dear lord. Yeah, as far as the other reveal of who the daddy, um, I'm not too convinced. I have questions because here's the thing uh, Picard was Jack's best friend, right? Right? Um, oh, he dies, he right? Side piece. Right? <laughs> he dies, best friend scoops in eventually, they have a relationship. If this is 35 years later. 35 years later, yes. <laughs> this is a synopsis. Um, yeah. 35 years later, right? If this is Picard's child, okay, why does she name him Jack? I'm not a mom, so I don't know, but I think that that would not be um, comfortable for me if I was her, right? But and And she never said... Verbally, yes, you're the daddy. All she did was give him a look. Mm -hmm. Was it a look of thank you for rescuing us? No. Or that's your daddy. Yep. I don't know. That's the look. That, yeah. That's your baby. Is look. it? Is it? Oh, I mean, they were having a full conversation for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah they definitely that, were. And I'm that was a bright sure moment. So it was. It was a highlight for me. It was, it was one of the it bright was. moments. It absolutely was a great moment. They were having a conversation, but if I will it be wasn't honest. Needed, I don't know that I understood the conversation. If it wasn't his child, oh. she would have. Mm -hmm. 
There would have been a movement for her to go, no, 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 you got that wrong. She would have thumbed towards Will, like, "Mm." yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the daddy. You're playing that. Uh, Might explain the problem with her and with uh, Will and Troy at the moment. Yeah. Um, (laughs) No, no, no. I'm convinced that's what it was. Like, they just. I'm going to take your word for it because I'm not trying to be controversial. I just honestly wasn't sure of that interaction. Like, I wasn't. 100% 100% sure and the whole name thing got me like a little bit freaked out I don't know like mm-hmm. I don't know that I would name my current child After the my name of my, my dad boo <laughs> like, come <laughs> on now I don't know but I don't know there has to be a reason behind it so right. well Jack was somebody that both Beverly and Picard loved they right. did so exactly that would be honor my argument mm-hmm. honor his memory yeah yeah, honor his memory and respect him because even though when they were hooking up, there's always that shared experience they had together. So okay. they both loved him. She loved him in a romantic way. He loved him yeah. as a colleague and a friend. Yes, yeah. that is absolutely true. I mean, he's expressed that in TNG. Yeah, they, many times. They loved many times. They, he loved him, yep. um, and which was what kept him from staying back from you know Wesley and her throughout the years until she came on board to the enterprise because right. of that because he did kind of fancy her i think um and totally. he knew that yeah absolutely sure. um but yeah thank you for that clarification i actually was not fully convinced that he was the daddy because i wasn't sure of that interaction it was so quick and i i just felt like i needed more like i need somebody to like you want a verbal you want verbal affirmation she's also drugged the hell up she's like Yes, yeah. oh, she barely can it's stand up. It's good to up. see you, Captain Janeway. What? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's I'm like... so high. <laughs> Have you seen Cocaine Bear? It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but I honestly, I think I would have liked them to kind of wait a couple of more episodes before they really kind of build, build it up. No, kind of no, build it up. No point. In they gave it all away in the trailers, which is why I didn't <laughs> yeah. watch any trailers. Like everyone. Oh, okay. That he was going to be his son. Like, that's mm. the only thing that made any sense. Right. Um, I I definitely resonated with that moment because mm-hmm. you could see that she was emotional. And I know yes. Will talked to her on the way up mm-hmm. and was like, he needs to know that mm. that is his son. And their kinship is so tight that she didn't have to say it. All she had to do was look at him and he's like, that's the, you, you have to tell me. Otherwise I'm going to assume that it's not my baby. And that is her, exactly Picard's her, way. Be, her being so emotional and like looking away. And he was like, okay, that's why you didn't tell me all this time. And that's why you stayed away is what I like. Cause he's trying to like, it's more than, is this my son? But why didn't you come to me sooner? It, Cause right. he said they've been running. They've been in danger for a long time. Mm, is for a while. The reason yeah. I didn't ask for help until now is because I didn't want to have to tell you that this was that this big secret. Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Right, yeah. so okay. I can see that now. Um, but I think that that's what these discussions are about. Right. Is, to clarify these yeah, things, absolutely. like that's why I made I made it clear. I that's why we hear, and that's why you yeah, so you can get your clarity as well. Exactly, and, and that's something like I wanted to be clear. I wasn't trying to be controversial. I just yeah. not. I was confused. Was that a nod of yeah, you the daddy boo, or yeah. was that the nod of 
yeah, you better save him. We'll talk later. Thank you for saving what? me. Like what was happening? Because there was a lot of things happening on that bridge. There was a lot of decisions that needed to be made and they were all surrounding around Jack Crusher, you know? Right. Um, and so there was so much that I was like, am I overthinking it? Should I just embrace the look and accept it? And I'm like, you know what? I think this is a platform kind of conversation. That's why I brought it up. All right, Lieutenant Commander Ray, your pros and cons. Uh, okay, pros. Um, I think like one of my things that's been like my favorite throughout the whole series is the performances. Mm -hmm. I think that you'd be hard pressed to find somebody that's not acting their face off because they they all are giving one hundred and thirty percent to their performance. Um, I think that even though I cannot stand Shaw, I love that guy as an actor. Um, mm -hmm. He's he was in Enterprise and he was great in that one episode, but I've seen him in other things. He just always gives his a great performance. Um, I love Jerry. I will always love Jerry as Seven. I think she's spectacular. Um, I, I, the performances are always a standout. Um, some of the writing choices, um, I, I like Raffi's struggle. I I don't like that they're using her addiction in this way. Yeah. Um, that really hurts. Um, I, I don't love that. Um, but I love Worf. I, I love him. He's always been one of my favorite characters. So seeing him, like, I'm, like, when they started the promos, I was most excited for him and Jordy. Yeah. And Gates, of course, because I don't think that they ever gave her any justice. Um, so I, no. I was so excited Agreed. for them. So I think now, like, the pro for me is what this season is going to do for their characters that they didn't get. Yeah. And it's it's funny you mentioned that, like, they didn't do uh, Gates justice because, like, I always felt that Insurrection should have been their love story and not some random alien that he hooked up with. It was like, right. what? Anyway. Well, you uh, haven't got Planet Bland. Yeah, Planet Bland. Hey, you know what? I like this bland lady. You know, and it's like just boring. Like I could say this: boring white people. Only boring <laughs> middle class white people. <laughs> no argument. There you go. There you go. No you have any cons, or you you got both out there? Oh me? Yeah. Oh, uh, yes, I have. I have cons. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't know if we were breaking it up. Okay, nope. so as far as cons go. Um, I hate the Titan. I hate really? it. I just, wow. I don't, I don't understand because the way that the, <laughs> <laughs> you have emotionally crushed yeah. him. He's yeah. now going to therapy because of you, Lieutenant. Yeah. Hang out with the cocaine bear. Physically crying. <laughs> He's going to go I do cocaine it. with the bear. Yeah. The impressions of the Has Titan she apologized yet? <laughs> the impressions of the Titan that we've previously gotten, I felt they had much more swag. Like he was passing off the ship. He was like, We don't got no weapons. We're oh, all yeah. nebulous. He's like, We're just a we're we're an exploratory ship. Right? It's like, okay, what does that mean? Like you're not ready for anything. About that. I like, was confused about like, that. What's there? How exploratory vessels have weapons? What was that 100%, about? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. He was yes. just being. He was being an A. Yeah. For sure. Um, I. 
some what am I gonna uh, <laughs> uh, I already mentioned Rafi's addiction like yeah. I didn't love the like I was so happy that they set her on a new course at the end of at the end of season one and we got to see in season two a little bit that she was very on her way to recovery she was recovering so well and to see what they did in this episode was like no please don't do this like Mm -hmm. don't don't do this i would have loved this season to have seen her um in the time past um to have her head like reconnected with her son like that i think would have been better for her growth as a character um yeah jack crusher is a huge time for me um i don't know if you guys have seen or heard any of the twitter spaces i've done over the last like four weeks um but i was again i stayed away from all of the marketing because i didn't want to be drowned um but i was praying that they did not do this trope of um secret baby like Mm. i was praying they did not do that especially to these two characters who i think deserve more than that they have such a what they built was a was a better relationship or even if it was in the wings we knew that their relationship was stronger than that um i'm sure we'll get more light to why she kept in the secret but i just don't know why we needed to do that now like how does that impact their characters positively um i don't know that just i was not hoping for that i'm wondering Um, does wesley know are they gonna bring him on like what's that about wesley Wesley knows he's a space wesley knows all (laughs) (laughs) he's a traveler he's a traveler so yeah he might know i mean I don't know. Does she? Did, I don't know. This is I, I'm yeah. iffy about bringing in um, a new baby daddy there. The whole new baby. Why does he yeah. have an accent? But that's neither here nor there. I guess nobody. Well, for real, right? accent is hereditary. Don't you know that? No, <laughs> it's not. Right. I had a little bit of one. No, no. I'm, I'm one eighth Welsh. No, one eighth Welsh. Okay. One eighth. No. So I'm two fourth yeah. Welsh's uh, grape jelly. <laughs> Uh, yay. All That's right, well, Mr. Jelly, let's hear your pros and cons. Oh, Lord, here it comes. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, are, are I'm going gonna... to be good. Uh, honest, I'm going to start with my cons first because this, this, I don't know, this may be a controversial take. I didn't like Jack. Yeah, too. I did no, not like him. Both of you agree, okay. Uh, and I, I don't mean the fact that he's the secret baby, which honestly, I kind of hope that they would not go with either. I just did not like his personality. He just he just came off as abrasive and rude and just condescending. And yes, he's supposed to be this Han Solo like person yes. who's going from system to system, giving everybody medicine. But he just seemed like an amalgamation of a bunch of different stereotypes that I just did not care for the character so far. And if they're going to warm him up later so that we do care about him, uh, they'd better start doing something fast because I just did not care for the guy. I kind of wish they'd done something different with his personality. That was that was my major one. I kind of thought Shaw was a little wishy-washy, and I thought it was kind of strange how Seven was so so easy. It was so easy for Seven to manipulate him into doing what she wanted, which, you know, Jerry Ryan could basically talk anybody into doing anything, I think. <laughs> just, just bat those beautiful eyes and just say, 
you will comply. Yes, ma'am, I will. Um, but those were my those were my two biggest cons. Overall, I loved the episode, and I'm going to go back to Amanda Plummer, mm. who I think is the highlight of this episode. Just her having so much fun. I I saw. I'm not trying to take away from her talent because she is a talented actor, but mm-hmm. I could see her dad. Yes, absolutely. In those scenes. Absolutely. Especially when that chair is going around. And Terry Metalis seems to have such a fondness for the... uh, Nita. Sounds of Brooklyn. Oh my gosh. Where do you live? Do you live in a war zone? (laughs) A little bit. A little bit. It's just crazy. We can't go five minutes without somebody being taken hostage. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's Brooklyn. Even if the windows are closed, the sound. Oh my goodness. Well, before I was so interrupted by Brooklyn's finest, um, I don't even know what I was nine, talking nine. about. Oh, Amanda Plummer. I, yeah. I, yeah. Terry Metalis seems to have such a fondness for the uh, for the original series movies. And I do yeah. think that's why we have the Titan looking the way it does. That's mm-hmm. why we have these musical scores that sample from James Horner so much, which, oh my gosh, I just, I love the, the music on this show so much. I love the Titan theme. I just love it all. Um, but yeah, so so much of this villain is so grandiose that at this point, I almost don't even care what her motivations are. I could just see her. Right. I could just watch her all day smoking a cigar <laughs> on her bridge. It's like, oh my goodness, look how much fun I'm having. Yeah, I, I just enjoy. I, I love enjoy that cigar. Watching moment. actors enjoy acting. Yeah, 100%. and she is enjoying it, and she's she's a perfect foil for Patrick Stewart. Um, one other. Minor thing that I enjoyed, we all had a very strong suspicion of who this, who Jack was. Mm-hmm. We we all kind of thought, well, hopefully he's not, but he probably is. And I love that Riker was the voice of all of us in this episode. Yes. Because I think like three times he's like, do you yes. want to talk about this? Talk about what, number one? Mm-hmm. You know what? <laughs> you know what we need to talk about. I don't have the foggiest idea. Yes, he agreed. looks like you. That's impossible. But I no, love I, when he said the timing is just right. Yes, <laughs> and he's just, looking at him like. Oh. I'm curious to know when, because I know the actor is in his yes. late 30s, I believe. Yeah. So if they're going by the actor's age, you know, that would have been about the second season of Star Trek The Next Generation whenever Bev was off the ship. But oh. he could be playing he could be playing a character who's younger than he is because he does look like he'd be in his twenties. Yeah. I mean some people some people age very well. Uh, yeah, so I mean, it could it could be a post nemesis baby. I don't know. Maybe they had a they maybe, maybe Beverly and Picard years. had a fond farewell together. I don't know. Yeah, they but there's no way that man is only twenty. He got to be He has to be older than that. Absolutely, so yeah, I don't know. Super fuzzy. Maybe yeah. she yeah. maybe she aged him up medically because they had to run. I don't know. It's Star Trek. There's a many, there's a many different things. Right. They yeah, do he does not look like he's twenty. Absolutely. He, he no. does not. He looks like he'd be well, how many years has it been since Nemesis by this point? Twenty years. Just twenty? It's probably been about twenty-four. Yeah, yeah, he could be twenty-four. Season one, season one, it was like nineteen years. Yeah, he yeah. could be twenty he could be twenty-four by this point. Yeah, twenty-four, it's twenty-five. Possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, VHS Jace, your pros and cons. Okay, well, my my cons are actually overall because 
it's also a, a pro in the same way. The problem I'm having already in the second episode is there's a lot of backstory we want to know. Mm-hmm. Where, how did Worf become part of Section 31? Yeah, that was random. What happened with the relationship random. with Beverly Crusher? You know, I mean, the Geordie one seems the one the most absolute. Oh, well, he's had a family and now she's part of Starfleet mm-hmm. and an ensign who I love, by the way. I think she's yeah. great. <laughs> So my problem is, is as somebody who's been a you know, long-time fan, is I want to know about the gaps of time and yeah. how they got from where they are now, well, from where they were to where they are now. Um, but when it comes to the villain, why I think Zadok works so well as a one-note, deliciously evil villain, because I don't think you have need to have a complex villain in this series, because I think there's enough complexity with the main crew that they need to deal with and go into. As for Jack, we are not supposed to like him at the moment. We're, yeah. we're supposed to make these assumptions. Exactly. That's good writing. <laughs> I also think there's more depth there to him that we're going to un- uncover. So, you know, at one point, like, before they did the review, I was like, oh, he's a con man. He's just a con man because he's got all these different aliases. Yeah. So he's a con man. So I was actually really shocked when they actually doubled down on my first, well, all our instincts was, oh, no, that's Beverly and Jean-Luc's son. But that scene, there's a lot of power in that moment of them not talking. And I want to go back on it, but that's one of the more powerful scenes I've seen out of Star Trek. And for someone... You know, he loves film. Just to have a scene with this, no dialogue, but the emotion's so powerful. Yeah. That was incredible. They, delicious. As for yes. Worf reveal, I've got no comment because it was barely a reveal. Yeah, we knew we, it. But that we got to Klingon see theme song, though. Yes. I really agree with that. I really agree with that. But Best my, theme song ever. But my, my point was earlier about I wish it was longer because that's... Yeah, I don't want to wait till next week to hear Worf. Because as much as I love the theme song and I love the scene fighting, I love Worf communicating. I love hearing mm-hmm. about hearing his morals and ethics and how it mm-hmm. dictates his choices. You know, it always makes me think from a different perspective. So that's what I'm looking for. Um, the ship is the the Zadok ship. Yeah, um, right. The Shrike, yeah. The Shrike. Shrike. I love the name, but the whole time I'm watching it, I'm going, is that a Romulan ship? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, because it's the same design, like the sharpness of the ship design. Yeah, it reminds me of the, what was it, the Scimitar? It reminds me of the Narada from the Reeds. Yeah, yeah. That's what it reminds me of. But let's let's not forget one of the great pros in this. I don't care because I'm a boy. I like things crashing and things (laughs) happen. The Titan coming in between Yaris and the Shrike. Great. Oh my like I nerded out wildly with that. I was fist pumping the air. yeah. Like, and and heads up to the ensign then because she navigated to that exact point. So LaForge's right. daughter got some skills here. So. I don't know if I'd, if I'd trust Crash an ensign LaForge. named Crash to, Crash to do that. <laughs> yeah, Crash LaForge. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But no, there was a lot of um, action and it was more action than you think because I watched it the first time I'm thinking, oh, this is a bit of a gab fest, isn't it? Then I watched second time I'm going, no, there's more action than you think. Yeah. Um, I agree with Jason about the tension building, though. Wow, that's a big pro as well. The way they're building tension, the way we're leading into, 
raising the stakes because we've got a few things going on already in Sony's second episode. We've got this villain called Zadik. We've got uh, Raffi trying to get to the bottom, which they will come together. We realise that. But we've got all these little offshoots of stories forming. Um, and it seems to be kind of done really well. But what I don't want, and the other, one last little con before I finish, is let's not wait another three episodes to get them all back into a ready room and chatting, all right? Yeah. I want that scene, and I don't want to wait to the last half of the season to see it. I want yeah. the OG team back together around a desk talking okay. about a problem. Absolutely agree. Okay. I'll save Just, that for my speculation. But okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I'm hoping that's... I. Gee, if, you, if, you, if you're insinuating, I hope that that's next episode. I'm with you. I, I I hope that's the case. But yeah, just because I have zero patience and I want everything For right sure. now. Yeah. <laughs> but um, besides that, overall, the show, it, it, I'm always nervous about second episodes of shows because then the when you start episode. to really uncover some of the cracks mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't see a lot of cracks yet, so I'm, I'm very pleased. And uh, I'm a sucker for a good soundtrack. I'm a sucker for a good space battle <laughs> and, and a grandiose side of Star Trek that we got to see in the films. And uh, like Jay said before, Terry Metalis is all over this. And so mm-hmm. it's, it's it's been a joy experience for the first two episodes. Yes. Uh, I thought this was a great episode. My biggest pro was the use of the tractor beam to take mm. – Little ship and go ha and slam on the ice. That was cool. That was anything like that before. Didn't think it could happen, and it did. And I love the exposition of uh, Crash. Yes, that's going to be her name. Well, my dad always says that if you know physics and I was like, yeah, just like Jordy. Yes, that I loved. That made me get so happy. Uh, You know, I did the thing. I was like, oh, oh. You know, like <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Delicious. And another pro for me was the Ferengi. He was mm. such oh, a like uh, character that I was hoping. You know, part of me was like, I wonder if they can get Jeffrey Combs to be like a brunt type of character. Mm-hmm. Ferengi. Oh, so the, if they get Jeffrey in the show, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. It's fine. I was gonna say if they figure out a way to get Jeffrey in the season, which I don't think. No, I don't think he would. No, they did, but if they figured out a way, I'd be like, what is going on at this point? I, I would be very on. upset if Worf decapitated Brunt at the end of the episode, though. <laughs> I would have been so mad. <laughs> and ironically, that's my con. I feel like he's, sh- I mean, yes, he was the villain that was, he, oh, it's not this guy because I've got his head. Oh, you know, it was very uh, uh, wild. Yeah, it was wild. It was very penguin from Batman. Mr. Return. Pacifism. Yeah, I want to know how that comment of his fits into what he yeah. did at that moment. Yeah, I am a pacifist now. Well, a Klingon version of a pacifist. Klingon version of a pacifist. I only kill exactly. Yeah, I make the deaths quick. Yes. Yes. Right. I feel like this is the most action-packed warp has ever been because usually he's getting thrown around most of the yeah. time in next gen. Now this time <laughs> he was taking heads literally, and I thought yeah. that that was a lot For of fun. fifteen seconds of screen time. Yeah, I mean, but he made a biggest. It was a good fifteen seconds. seconds I thought that was a huge pro. I agree with Nita one hundred percent. There, that was best fifteen seconds of my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I agree with Lieutenant Commander Ray. Raffi being back on the on the juice was and not having that that family issue resolved was like seriously like. Yeah, I was real disappointed at that. Can I also say that the moment where the guy gives her the choice and she puts her head down—that was yeah—made her so unrelatable. 
Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Come I on. Did not I mean, like anyone who's a parent, yeah. like, that's a choice. You just wouldn't make that choice. Well, that's why her and Worf are going to get along. Worf's a terrible father. She's a terrible yeah. mother. Yeah, they're both going on Dr. Phil the next day. and they're gonna <laughs> It's a match out. made in Stovocore. <laughs> Raffi yeah. and Worf coming soon oh. to Paramount+. Plus. <laughs> All right, what what are we got in the comments? What's going on? Yes, yes. we filter. Says Amanda Plummer is so over the top. It was it was like watching Vendicta from Crisis Point on Lower <laughs> Deck, but she's not supposed to be a joke of a stereotype. She's better. Have good character motivation. Yeah, I think it's simple as revenge on screen. She's doing exactly what she needs to do. She's yep. giving yeah. that performance. Yep. Period. Yeah, period. Entertainment. And, and I think it's just her motivation's revenge, and there's nothing wrong with that. Good old simple, hateful revenge. That's good motivator. That is my motivation throughout most of the day. To be perfectly <laughs> honest, <laughs> whenever somebody asks me my motivation, apparently spite is the wrong thing to say, especially during a job interview. Oh. And he also says the shit feels very Romulan, and there was the music cue from for Romulans as well. Yes, there was that whole dun 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 dun. dun. Yes, that's why I'm like it's got to be a Romulan shit, which means she's either working with them or Mm -hmm. she's stolen it. Yeah, either choice is cool with me. Yeah. Yes, and Greek Geek Filter says they did. They first did the throwing of a ship in Lower Decks Terminal provocation. The Doomsman captain threw a TAS era, I think he meant TOS era ship at the Cerritos. That's right. Oh, I remember that. I'd have mm-hmm. to rewatch that. That's yeah. that's amazing. That's yeah, amazing. That's, it's yeah. amazing you can remember these details in such. Uh... Yeah, and and, and um, rowdy defending the noise in my street. <laughs> the I, nature so sounds of New York City. I'm sorry. I I I'm trying to like mute myself so you guys don't hear when I think it's coming. But I'm so accustomed to it, I don't even hear them half the time. Is it true that whenever you're out of the city, you can't sleep because it's so quiet? Um, I can't sleep in the city, so okay. I mean, I have insomnia, but um, it's some people, some people feel that way. Uh, I don't, but I also grew up in Puerto Rico where it's pretty quiet, so in the country, so I'm okay with it personally, but some people do have trouble with that. All right, Cap. All right, let us go into future speculation. So, what's next? I love that one. <laughs> Out of context, but it's appropriate. It is. It is. It is. All right, Jason. Future speculation. Which one? Yours. Yeah, which one? Oh, Roy Gaston. Ah, yes. The good one. Okay. Um, <laughs> no offense, but we all know that's true. Americans. Americans. Yeah, it wasn't for those guns, mate. It wasn't we'd be taking you over tomorrow. <laughs> okay. Future speculations. I I think I've got it figured out. And I'm either going to make myself very prophetic right here, or I'm going to make a complete fool of myself. I mentioned it last week. 
It's the butt bugs. <laughs> it's not going to be the bugs. Man. It's the butt bugs. I pray to God it's not. I'm with Lieutenant. Can I just deal with the name butt bugs? Because I mentioned this in the chat. <laughs> if in fact that's the way they enter the body to get to the brainstem, for a very smart species, seems like a very dumb way to get to a brain. Stem. I don't know. I think that's the quickest way to get to Captain Shaw's brain. <laughs> Oh, out. Kittens yes. got claws there. Um, but anyway, there. My, my speculation <laughs> is this. Yes, the ship is Romulan. Because, and there's a revenge plot. Yeah. Here's what I think. I think that the conspiracy aliens did make their way back to the basic area of Federation space. But instead of going to the Federation who was expecting them, they went to the Romulans. And they started taking over the Romulans. And that's where you got all these weird decisions in the Romulan government. And eventually their influence grew until the Romulan star exploded. Now imagine that you're a butt bug. And you are. And you are. You're waiting for a Federation fleet to come and get you. And you're thinking, oh, goody, I finally get a foothold into the Federation and they'll never see me coming. And then the very man who thwarted your first attempt into Federation space comes up and says, oh, I'm sorry, there will be no rescue fleet. Nothing I can do. The rescue fleet never shows up. Most of your fellow butt bugs are blown up with the rest of the Romulans. You would be angry, would you not? You would. Yeah. And so I believe that the butt bugs are trying to get uh, to Picard through his son and through Beverly. I think that Vatic is a butt bug. I think that everybody else is a butt bug. And I think that the Fenris Rangers and the Klingons and the other Federation officers who went after um, Jack, I think they're all butt bugs. And I think there are butt bugs on the Titan as well. Because later on in one of those this season trailers, you see Captain Shaw firing on Starfleet personnel. Mm. The thing is, Jason, the amount of times that you've said butt bug makes me think maybe you're a butt bug. Because that's exactly the kind of butt bug talk in my head. Well, I also want you to pay attention to many of these characters. I hope it's not a butt bug, but it does sound like it would be. Look at the characters in this show so far, and the ones who are suspect, the backs of their necks are all covered by something. Like Shaw. Like Shaw. The, well, the, the new covered. Federation uniforms covers the back of the neck. <laughs> yes. The people. What on, about Jack? Um, Does anyone uh, think Jack's been I infected? Do, I don't know. I don't remember seeing the back of his neck, but he, he could be a butt bug. I don't See know. See what I got to deal be with. Infected, and it could be Beverly trying to find a cure, trying yeah. to. And that's <laughs> why. Or maybe she sealed she him off last week, remember? Maybe she, she has a cure. Maybe Jack is what you should have been the Borg. Maybe that's why the other butt bugs are trying to unbutt bug him. Maybe. <laughs> I'm just going to see how many times he butt bug before I'm kicked off. YouTube's just going to go like copyright strike. Community guidelines. Community guidelines. Community guidelines. Yeah. Lieutenant Ray has a thought. Yeah, let's hear your If you can say butt bugs at least 10 times, I'll give you a dollar. He already figured out a way to um to get them out. Remember in the episode, mm -hmm. she figured out how it was connected to their brainstem. Yeah. 
what it, how it was she affecting she the brain maneuver. Yeah. So I highly yeah. doubt she would accidentally let her son get infected with one of these random monsters. I'm not going to call well, it that. I'm just yeah. I'm yeah. You're like, but she may not. She <laughs> may not aware that. Like she may not have been involved. They could have been separated. She's found a suspect. You know, it could the be. That she kept this man a secret for over two decades. She wasn't let him out of sight. If he's That's infected, the... she's infected. Would you want to say this would goes you want back... everyone to find out that your son was a butt bug though? <laughs> <Stop>! <laughs> but <laughs> but it goes back to my thing about we have so lack of information in the last twenty years. A lot of that backstory, if we knew it. Would answer a lot of this, I think. Definitely butt bugs. Oh, oh god! Definitely butt bugs. Rowdy's on board with Just the butt like bugs. my last medical test. Joe for the merch store. I've got to design a butt bug T-shirt. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Definitely butt bugs. That's it. All right, that's my next job. Make some butt bug shirts. My size is a two X. I want one. I want one also. I want a butt bug shirt. Lieutenant Commander Ray has class and does not want one. Thankfully, somebody is classy in this room. Thank you. Help me out. All right. I I've heard that term so much. I don't even know what the name of the species is anymore. It's they're the bluegills. The bluegills, thank the you. They're girls. called the bluegills. Yes, but I like butt bugs better. <laughs> Clearly. Clearly. Do you? I don't know. You said it only a dozen times. <laughs> Rowdy uh, says we shouldn't wear it in public. Maybe don't wear it in public. <laughs> oh, no, I'm wearing this to church. Well, the thing is, the thing is, if you casually look at a shirt and it says butt bugs, Bugs and plugs can kind of merge from a distance. So do you really want to be walking around with the T-shirts that may come across as butt plug? Yeah. I'm, th I'm throwing all of We're definitely getting community into the yeah, guidelines. <laughs> you're, all, you're all going to the break. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So, so, so you're all right. By this so, point, we're going you're straight to hell. I'm just telling you. Do you have any? <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? Do you have any future speculations? Uh, oh, um, <clears throat> I know you had something you mentioned earlier that you were going to say. Oh, he said as uh, far as like a ready room meeting. I I'm assuming that has to happen next episode, I which hope is so, when because in the in the like clips that they showed, I think it, I, honestly I don't remember if it was maybe at the end of the episode or maybe it was an accidental trailer I saw, but you see um, Marina Deanna on the Titan. Right. Yeah. So she ha I'm assuming she would be coming aboard the next episode, yeah. if nothing more than to care for Bev. Like I would assume that she's there. Um, and I know we're probably going to be seeing most likely Jory. I would assume next episode. Yeah. Um, and Especially now that they've the introduced Worf, we'll be seeing Worf next episode. Yeah. Mm. I, I um, totally co-sign on that because they showed the schematics of the space station that he's on yeah. in the end of the credits. So. Yeah, I think the pacing is better, and in this season so far, just in the two episodes, the pacing is better. Agreed. So I think some of the um, introductions uh, of characters that are going to move the story forward are going to happen a lot sooner. Um, that's one thing, like, I'm a little bit jealous of when it comes to, like... Um, discovery and prodigy i think 
both of those use the time in their serialized story expertly. And I kind of hope that this season does it better than the last two. Um, I, Jason, I know that you uh, had done the, like, when you re- when you fix season two down to eight episodes, like, this feels like somebody who has a better concept of pace took the story and actually knew how to organize it in a way that made sense. And the fact that it didn't feel like we were rushing through the first two episodes, um, but that it's going to make sense because they're slowly introducing new characters. But now that we've gotten a mention of Jordy and we've seen Worf, like I think that's all going to happen in the next episode. Awesome. 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 All right, Nita. I think that um, what was stolen from the Daystrom Institute is going to play a big Mm -hmm. part with um, what's going to be happening with Captain Vatic and what's going on there. I think Captain Vatic's people have a lot to do with it. I'm speculating that she even has something to do with the destruction on Earth. Um, Oh, it wasn't on Earth, pardon me. But I think that she has um, the destruction of... um, that center. The, the recruitment yeah. academy. The recruitment yeah. academy. Yeah. I, I absolutely believe that Vatic has everything to do with it. Um, and it has to do with what they stole uh, from the Daystrom Institute. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, I think that we're going to be surprised to whether or not uh, Worf is actually in Section 31. I'm not too sure that Rafi knows exactly who her handlers are working for. Um, you know, we're speculating in Section 31, but he's got a captain's uniform. You know, he's got a uniform, a Starfleet uniform, not a Section 31 uniform. So I, could it be? Absolutely, you know? Um, but I think that we might be surprised as to who really sent Rafi on the hunt for oh. this. I didn't mean to interrupt, but can I just toss in one more con? Sure. The interchanged language of Starfleet Intelligence in Section 31. Those are two separate organizations, mm-hmm. but they're using them interchangeably, which is like, that's not the Agreed. same thing. Right. It's not the same not thing. The same absolutely. Thing. That annoys me as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's it's definitely, I think they're with, with intelligence, Starfleet intelligence, yeah. but I don't think it's Section 31, like yeah. the Ferengi, you know, um, I think it was the Ferengi who had kind of yeah. mentioned that. Yeah. I don't think so. I think he I mean, I think it was it was a good moment there because it goes mm-hmm. to show you how little he knew about um, the structure right. of the Federation, and as opposed to his attitude being really high up as to I know what's happening. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that that's excellent. Um, but yeah, I caught that little bit of uh, of kind of verbal error. They was like, no, I don't think this is Section Thirty One. I think this is Starfield Intelligence. Two different yep. entities as well, um, but I think that was purposely done maybe to kind of show what he didn't know. Hmm. Yeah, you know, yeah, maybe I don't know. He's dead now, so it don't really matter what he knows. Right. <laughs> All right, Jace. Me? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, just making sure there's two of us. Remember, uh, <laughs> yeah, already. So. <laughs> uh, I don't think we're finished with the introduction of villains. No, oh. we have one more for sure. We have more, and I think you probably, from a writing standpoint, want to bring them in in the next episode or two. Mm -hmm. Um, My hope is, and this is not a speculation, it's a hope, that there isn't just one big bad. 
I would love nothing more for this season for them being attacked on multiple fronts from multiple different villains with mm-hmm. mul- with their own reasoning. Because let's face it, Picard has upset a lot of people over the years mm-hmm. with some of his decisions. So it would be kind of cool in my mind to see the you know, coming home to roost a little bit. The chickens are coming home to roost. And, and, and it's going to take the entire team to protect each other. Yeah. I don't know if I would hate that. But I think I think we absolutely are going to get, um, I think, LaForge next week and, and Troy as well. And, uh, um, I think, obviously, the episode will probably start with really digging into Worf. Well, they might do that annoying thing where you got three or four scenes and then we go cut back to Wolf. Right. So I still think episode three's introduction because if we're introducing new characters in episode four and five, there's a problem here. There's a problem. We've got to get on. It means they don't have enough plot. So, um, yeah, it's my hopes. It's my belief. We're going to get introduced to more villains and the rest of the Star Trek crew. So that's my speculation. My speculation is quite simple. We're going to see lore, and it's not going to be a bore. I am super excited to have him back. Excellent. Uh, uh, any version of Brent Spiner is a great version of Brent Spiner. He's the X Factor, I think, yeah. as lore. Who knows what he's going to be like? I, I truly believe the whole Daystrom, the reason why they're bringing up Daystrom is because some idiot at Daystrom put lore back together, and he got Peanut Hamper and the other robot. <laughs> They're they're yeah, really having, and I think that that's what's the problem. They got Moriarty. Like Jeffrey Combs can get back in there. He's playing exactly. Agamus. Exactly, he's Agamus. Right. Like, and I think that's I think that's the big the big bad of of it all is the the AI taking over, and that she's and Vedic is just part of that uh, cog. She's part of the cog to get. I, I, I'd be with that, Joe. I don't know if she's the big big bad. No, I think she's part of the you know the reason why they got out, and she's oops, sorry, and then just was messing around because she's mainly and the reason why i say this, she's mainly after jack she doesn't care about the card right like jack i want you your your little tuchus needs to be on my ship so i can chop you up in little pieces so i really think that that's going to be the main focus it actually reminded me of that nice little scene when when picard's putting all the inhibitors around yes the last one down and you can see they tried to grab him straight away my mind. yeah they yeah. tried to grab him but i love that because it then because he insinuated, well, maybe I can mention, I can give him you two. And it quickly tables a turn. He's like, well, they're after you. Yeah. Exactly. I did like that rather human moment whenever the Titan tries to beam them off and they're just like, the inhibitors. That's a yes. screw up I would make. Yeah. <laughs> but that's a normal. Oh my yeah, God. It's, it's very of a human. I love that. Yeah. yeah. With two semi-retired officers. Yeah. Right. Like, Get on your toes, gentlemen. Yeah. Okay? yeah. I, I have one more piece of future speculation. If ever yeah. has everyone gone. Yeah. yeah I don't want to step yeah. anybody's toes. I have one more piece of future speculation. Jordy runs the Starfleet Museum. Right. The yep. Fleet Museum. Uh, mm-hmm. Terry Metallis said we would see multiple enterprises. Mm-hmm. And in the end credits, we see that there yeah. are some very familiar ships that are parked at the Fleet Museum. I think yeah. this is what Terry Metallis is talking about. I think that whenever the Titan arrives at the Fleet Museum, we're going to see the Enterprise A again. And F. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see the F eventually, but I think the Enterprise A will be parked there. I think the NX-01 will be parked there. Voyager, Excelsior, I think we're going to see like the greatest hits of surviving Starship 
Starfleet oh, cool. ships are going to be, be cool. parked there. And the I will, the, the I will go into a diabetic shock. <laughs> you know, I had a bunch of pictures up here, and one I never because we've been chatting never, away. Yeah, I should have yeah, put yeah. them up. But can we get clarification what these ships are on display oh, here? So that what is the, the original Titan that mm -hmm. was commanded by Savic. That's because the central one or the one on the left the, or right? The one on the far right. The far right is the Savic one. Okay. And then in the center is the one Riker used to command, and then yep. the, and the other one is the current. Yeah. Okay, the Neo right. Constitution class. Yeah, the Neo. Yeah. Class. Yeah. the first one was a Shangri La class ship, and they Correct. canonized it with this, uh, with that display there, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. I just love that. Like, like us, we occasionally go retro, yes. and that's what they've done with their starships. Yeah, you know, let's and bring I, back the eighties, the twenty-three eighties. I, I don't know if you noticed, but the shuttle that Picard and Riker took <laughs> to Beverly's ship was called oh. the Savic. Yeah, Savick, it was because so, they had that beautiful that shot piece. of the piece yep. coming. Yeah, yeah, so it was uh, Captain Savick is now canon, and I think that's great because I always regret they never showed what happened to her. Yeah, yeah. and there's one little tiny quip before I, we go, and that is I want to send a special shout out to Tiffany Shippus Trata. She uh, works for the wonderful world of government. She's another government person that showed up in Star Trek. As we know, uh, the unsuccessful candidate Stacey Abrams was in Discovery, and now we have this episode. The Trill Doctor was that character, and I thought that was a nice little nod. And I just U.S. I, politics. I just wanted to send her a special like shout out because I thought that was cool. All right, so comments. Sounds like you're running in 2028. <laughs> Joe Dove for for president. Nita, any comments that we got? Um, yeah, we got a few comments here. Um, let's see. Uh, Rowdy, as you, he said, definitely buff bucks. Um, Rowdy will buy a shirt. Yeah, definitely buy a shirt. some shreddies with butt bugs included inside. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but we don't have many other comments. Uh, oh Hunter did have to go get something out of the stove before he burned it. Um, oh. <laughs> and Deke Filter is literally on the Starship cruise. Star Trek. Uh, yes, yes, he is. He right. is. Yes. Wow. Oh, wow. He had to rub it in. Try to get him to play this on the big screen, you know, with a pole. Yeah, yeah. You should, yes. you should ask him. Uh, not if we yeah. say butt bug one more time. <laughs> but it's Jason. We can't get played next to the pool. <laughs> they chlorinate the pool. There will be no butt bugs in the pool. Yeah, that That's how Beverly's going to save the Federation is she's just going to chlorinate everything. Yeah. All the butt bugs will die. Oh, Geek Filter says he's not on the cruise. Oh. Okay, we crushed his soul by saying that. Now. No, yeah, I know. He was just thinking like, I really wish I was on that, that cruise. Were on oh, he's seeing people off on the cruise. Okay. Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, you broke that. his heart. You broke in his in heart. a nice way, or it's like, good riddance. Ha like, <laughs> <Yeah>. ha, <laughs> I gave everyone COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy the butt bugs. No, stop it. <laughs> Yeah. Then he's saying to his friend, did you bring the cocaine? You brought the bear? Load him up. We're out of here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what? Oh, hey, wow. sequel to Cocaine Bear. There we go. That's it. <clears throat> On a cruise ship, just like Speed 2. And we know that worked out perfectly. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Wow. Yes. All right. Are we ready? <laughs> throw to a commercial, Joe. Please, throw to a commercial. Let's throw to a commercial. On the next episode of Star Trek, The Next Generation. Don't trust anyone. Remember that, Jean-Luc. 
Sabotage strikes the highest ranks of the Starfleet Command. Regular security, emergency. And threatens the future of the entire Federation. What is that? But do evil parasites hold the key to this deadly conspiracy? He'll be one of us soon. Find out on Star Trek The Next Generation. The neck bugs. Yeah, yeah, Jason. Don't mention butt bugs again. Don't mention <laughs> butt bugs. Oh, let's play the butt bug commercial. Uh, they don't say butt bugs, though. <laughs> you know. Okay, Lower Dex is canon. They call them butt bugs. Oh. All right, I don't know how much canon Dex from Lower Dex with that orgy scene. Like, okay, listen. At that point. Listen. What? I don't know if you noticed, but in the Ferengi's... Uh, the Ferengi's abode, whatever you want to call it, yeah. there were Mugatu horns on a shelf. That was from Lower Decks. Oh, That's go. true. Because yeah. the Ferengi are are uh, poaching them. Right. So yes. Did the, who called them butt bugs in Lower Decks? Though was it? It was Boimler. Boimler. Yeah, I'm, Boimler. 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 I'm not going to completely consider him an expert on that. <laughs> all right well all right. Now it's officially time for me to release my control of the show and pass it on to my good buddy vhsjs because we're playing name that trek it's time for name that trek so the hell is it Okay, guys, here we are. Oh, now, Nita, are we assigning anybody? How are we looking? Well, no one's I interested. Uh, well, no one said oi. I don't think that they on Well, that. Space Mom did. Yeah. Space Mom was the only one. Let me finish. Okay. Please. Oh well, Space clearly Mom Captain did. Dove. Yes. Um, no, 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 no. No, because that's her son. I'm going to assign her to Jason. Oh, Which one? Oh, wow. Texas, Jason. Oh, okay. Well, not me, considering I made the he clip and know all the answers. He wouldn't no. have a chance. I don't know. I'm not very good at this. Rally, so, guys, how this... Yes. will be assigned to Lieutenant Commander Ray. Yay. Oh, there you and, go. And uh, Beth will be Captain Dove. Oh, sorry, Beth. Right. And <laughs> Reverend Dr. Betty Tom will be me. Oh, my, my Reverend. And we have an addition. Hey, what's up? And we have an additional geek filter, uh, person, geek filter. Can we double up, Jace? Unfortunately, no. Sorry, Nita, because that okay. means our, our Captain Abbott has to buy two prizes if they Got win. it. Got it. Okay. So next time, geek filter, absolutely get on there and do oi, and you may be chosen next week. Which is which is building anticipation for geek. Yeah, we had to take the Will he be four. chosen? Won't he be chosen next week? All right. How this is going to work, I'm about to play... A little video that's just one single image that's going to come into focus. And I need you guys to guess which episode from Star Trek The Next Generation <laughs> is okay. this from. I'm terrible at names. Like, you could probably try and figure out the, the synopsis, but I, I don't know the names. I will accept a good synopsis. If you okay. can describe to me what the show, what the episode was about, I'm down with that. And okay. remember, once you know it, you just go, oi. Oi. Like, oi. bring your best <laughs> Aussie accent to the front and oi. go, oi. And then, uh, and then okay. that's it. That's your buzzer. All right, <laughs> let's do this, guys. Three, two, one. I'm pressing play now, and we can talk over this. This is fine. It's slowly going to come into focus, mm. as you can see. Very right. slowly, brother. You should already be starting to suss out environments. It's attached. Oi, yeah. it's oi. attached. 
Dan, oh, yes. Dan. well done, Jason. Oh, that is correct. Catholic oh. mom has won. That was, in oh, fact, wow. attached. Bonus points if you can tell me the episode and season. Oh, that God, is, it's season um, seven for sure. Yes. Yeah. It's episode three? In fact, it was actually episode eight. eight. That's oh, yeah. Well, but well done for even getting together. the season is impressive. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that you got that from what I consider not one of the strongest Star Trek episodes. A good episode, but not one of their strongest. Very good. Yeah, all right. So guess what? You have to buy something for your mum, I think. Oh, that's Joe. Easy. All right. <laughs> And and that was it. That was our first scene. Congratulations, Space Mum. Well deserved. Yes. Well done, everyone. Absolutely. And yeah, I suppose we're going to say well done to Jason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And can I just say, Cosmic Mom is one of our greatest supporters, and she's incredible. She's wonderful. No, my mom have, won't yeah. even watch this show. So, no chipping <laughs> out, so Joe. Well. You're not buying her a sticker. I expect the high end stuff from the store. Hold on. As treasurer, I, I decide what gives. <laughs> it's your mum, dude. It's your mama hoodie. Cosmic <laughs> mum, if you're listening, the rest of us want to know what he gave you, all right? Yes. So and if he hasn't got you something me. nice, we want to know about it. Oh, better not be a hand-drawn wow. picture for the refrigerator either. <laughs> Again. And no butt bug t-shirts. Oh, sure. that's what I was going to say. <laughs> All right. Oh my God. That ends uh, Trekkers over for the week. But it, now it's my next segment, and that is one of my favorite segments. It's time. It's time for stupid Star Trek questions. Okay. <laughs> so basically, how this works, Ray, is I'm just about to put up a stupid Star Trek question somebody sent me, okay. and we're going to try to figure out and make sense of it, all right? Sure. So let's have a look at tonight's stupid question, and it is, with all the scientific advances, why do Starfleet officers not have protective clothing? They can easily be stabbed, shot, and face. Seems dumb they wouldn't have some sort of armour. Oh, that's a good one. That's, that's not really, really that stupid, one. is it? That's no, a very really. good question, actually. I mean, compared to the poop question we got last time. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, we were talking about is... baby poop last week. Yeah. That, yeah. Was... that was from um, our good buddy, a friend of the show. The actor. Chen, the actor of Star Trek Discovery, Michael Chen. Yeah, that was I his question. Michael. Yeah. Yeah. And awesome. Michael will be on our Power of J-Skull this week, our other show on the channel that talks about He-Man. He's a big He-Man fan, so he joined us wow. this week, didn't he, Jace? Yes, yes he did. Yeah, so let's talk about this. Um, their Why would uniforms, they have... the uniforms protect them from the element. That much I know. But he's right. Like, you can stab a brother. Mm -hmm. Look how many times Kurt got messed up. His uniform got slashed open First and things of all, like that. Let us not, okay? That was made out of tissue paper. They was hoping to get <laughs> Okay. <laughs> just wanted Kirk's shirtless, let's be honest. I did. I did. Why not? Kirk wanted Kirk shirtless for sure. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, that, that does back to differ a question. I mean, why don't they have protective clothing? Could it be because they really mostly fight with um phasers and there's a distance between you and your enemy they don't do a lot of hand-to-hand -hand combat maybe maybe i don't know i'm throwing out ideas i don't know yeah i got no yeah, idea. i see teddy yes hi teddy, teddy. Hi, teddy. 
<laughs> Depending well, on the away mission, they do have different uniforms that they wear. Mm-hmm. And some of them are more um, resilient to different type of terrain or even mm. different type of attack. So I think it depends on what they're doing. I think for the most part, I mean, that would be like, why aren't all military uniforms built in bulletproof vests? I mean, they still have to put on armor on top Mm. of their uniform. So I I think it's just a regular uniform. And unless they perceive that they will need to have specific armor built in, um, then it wouldn't be. They would just yeah. put it on top. Here's a thought, though. In this current modern like the, the timeline they've got, you would have thought with Seven of Nine and all the Borg technology they, they yeah, discovered and developed happened. in Voyager that they could have adapted the Borg technology as some sort of shielding because that's always been the... Um, but think yeah, about how uncomfortable, through... how uncomfortable it would have to be to work and fight and struggle because I think the question is about a daily use of of uniform. If it's a daily Kinda. use of uniform, super uh, uncomfortable. But yeah. if it's during time of war, like the Lieutenant Commander Ray said, depending on well, are you on the front lines? Are you, you know, but like I can understand why they would have written this question because we saw TNG crew all the time going into very dangerous situations with Wearing their pajama suits. Yeah. I mean, in Deep Space Nine, during the Cardassian War, they were those that were in the front line were raggedy. If you remember the episode where um, Nog loses his leg, those soldiers were there for months. They look raggedy. You know, that would have been the moment. Yeah, they were stranded, of course. It's not yeah. their fault. But that would have been a moment where armor perhaps would have maybe come in right. handy. I get the feeling the Cardassian uniform was pretty resilient. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did want to make a good point about your um, about your uh, thought about Borg technology. Hmm. Um, They were it took a lot of work for them to even consider putting it in the ships because Hmm. once Voyager got home they realized I think at that point how much Borg technology that they had incorporated into Voyager and that maybe started the process but between when Voyager got home and when we heard in season one that they were doing all of this retrofitting on certain ships to mm. include some of the Borg shielding not necessarily the specific technology that was built into the ship but at least the shielding was enhanced and things like that and mm-hmm. even Seven was uncomfortable with the fact that they had so many ships, yeah. which of course we know led to the reason that she was able to take over the fleet in season two. There's a lot of things to take into consideration when building Borg tech into things. I mm-hmm. don't think that we're at the point where they would be willing to wear suits of nano nail light. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think they would be willing mm-hmm. to do that. Geek Filter makes a, a interesting point in the one. animated series, TAS's animated series. I thought he meant TOS before. Nope. Uh, in the TAS, they had the life support belt, which was also a shield. He also says that we see armor in the movie starting with the TMPs. Yeah. The motion picture. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not sure how much you really want to count this as any form of canon because it's not canon at all. But you see characters on Star Trek online wearing armor all the time. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. And Geek Filter says that in Discovery, we also see armor. Yes, we do. And I think the Discovery mm-hmm. armor looks awesome. Too. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Really There's yeah. a lot of money on Discovery. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's the beacon that brought everything back. So, yeah. I mean, I've I've studied, you know, I've, th- I've seen a lot of documentaries <clears> on <throat> the armor used, you know, in the Dark Ages, in the Middle Ages. That armor was extremely heavy, was right. extremely cumbersome to fight. And they had to actually, you know, learn to move and to to fight with that on the, the and it would took months because it was so cumbersome and heavy. Granted, we're talking about the future. Maybe there is a way of getting that armor that doesn't weigh a ton, but and I don't know. Armor that doesn't weigh a ton. We currently have this thing called carbon layer, uh, carbon layering. And what that does is basically, you know, like if you make a diamond, you take some carbon and you press it until you, get to a point where it becomes a diamond so or coal rather but uh we they did actually put that into fruition and create a, a type of armor a little bit stronger than kevlar but a lot lighter than kevlar. so i'm surprised that star trek never went yeah all our uniforms made out of that we're good i <laughs> just think the guy who wrote the question really cares about the people in star trek doesn't want to see many more red shirts die doesn't want to see anyone that's all right so i think that question comes from a place of love and that's how i'm going to end I'm sure that this has probably come up before in, you know, staff meetings and Starfleet. It's like, why is our, why is our uniforms not, not armored yet? And then somebody from, from, you know, the costuming department says, well, why don't, why can't you make a starship whose consoles don't explode in their faces? With rocks. And then it's just back and forth. forth. (laughs) With rocks. Yes. Why do we put rocks in the consoles? always had rocks too. It was like, why are there rocks in there? All right. Uh, that ends stupid Star Trek questions. I'll hand it back to you, Captain. Would you have an outro? I used to, but we're trying to save on time here. Really all right, yes. To... All right, well, then. Along. Uh, I just want to thank all of you for joining us because we had a very in-depth discussion. We had a lot of fun. Uh, there was so much <laughs> I had. It was great. Um, let me just say that we, have, we are excited to announce that again that we have a merch store that goes coincides with our new game. So, Anita, would you mind? Oh, yeah, there we go. I got it. Shows this lovely merchandise available for you: plugs and flags and, and all this stuff. It's fantastic. We've got a lot. Nita's wearing an example of our shirt, the Captain's Quadrant. Yes, our own Vanna Blanco is wearing it. Wonderful. <laughs> And of course, you know, make sure to follow us on all of our socials. Uh, Lieutenant Commander, right? Uh, you can follow me at Just Dungeon. You got VHS Judge, Jason Roy Gaston, Nita, and then Annie uh, at Vulcan Diver. And then Lieutenant Commander Ray, you're Lieutenant Commander Ray everywhere, right? I am. So the way that it's on screen with the periods is the way that it is on. Um, TikTok, but there's no periods on on uh, Twitter, but okay. it's the same. Perfect, perfect. All right, and that's going to do it for this week's episode. Please join us next week. Tell your friends. Make sure you subscribe. Please give us a like, and we'll see you next time. Live long and prosper. See you, everyone. Bye. Good night, guys. <laughs>